You're listening to the Beaver Tales podcast, which features exclusive interviews with former Oregon State student athletes. We talk about what they did at OSU, what the transition was like away from college athletics, and what they're passionate about now. Here's a little taste of what's coming up on this episode. He gave me this uh, simple answer. He said, Steve, in Oregon, I'm God, and my recommendation will mean a lot. (laughs) Don't screw it up. This is the Beaver Tales podcast with Josh Wharton, who has covered Oregon State athletics since 2013. Happy to have you again on the Beaver Tales podcast. I'm Josh Warden, and today I'm joined by a former Oregon State volleyball coach who also played club volleyball at OSU, has coached at various different schools, and now is the owner of a volleyball camp uh, organization, his own company. Steve Pickering joins me. He graduated from Oregon State in the early 80s, shortly after, with help from legendary basketball coach Ralph Miller. Steve got into coaching, became an assistant at OSU on the volleyball team, and later became the head coach at Portland, coached at Ohio State, coached at Tennessee, and then uh, about 30 years ago got involved with All-American Volleyball Camps. He's the owner, president of All-American Volleyball Camps, and they do camps all over the the Northwest and a little bit around the country. They go to different high schools usually and set up these camps, sometimes just for a specific high school team or a bunch of kids in the area, and, and set up these camps where he also gets former collegiate players to come in and help coach. So he's connecting uh, volleyball players and and youngsters and helping you know impact and, and coach the next generation of volleyball players and um, doing cool things and knows the sport of volleyball really well. So let's talk with former Oregon State assistant coach, club volleyball player with some interesting stories from Ralph Miller and a few other topics as well. Here is Steve Pickering. Today, I'm joined by Steve Pickering on the podcast. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. What's day-to-day life looking like for you now? Sports is a weird uh, industry to be in, coaching, playing, camps, whatever it may be. What's day-to-day life looking for you now? Well, things are picking up again. Last year was, was uh, you know, very challenging um, because of COVID. Uh, we, we managed to still have some camps in certain states because of rules were different in every state. Uh, and hopefully as, as things get better, we'll be back on track to where we were last, uh, the previous years before that. So we'll just, you know, play day by day. And uh, you can't worry about what you can't control. So you just uh, do, do things well, and hopefully, you know, things will move forward. You were telling me about All-American Volleyball Camps, which has been in existence for nearly three decades now. You're the the owner of it and operating it. Uh, You get a lot of cool people to come in and help coach. You're organizing these camps, a lot of high school teams around the Northwest and around the country who want to bring you in and say, yeah, let's do a camp. Let's let's get our players some extra experience, get some new coaches, and get some really good um, expertise. Tell me about kind of the story of of what All-American Volleyball Camps has grown into. We'll kind of come back to the genesis of it and your time at Oregon State and how your volleyball coaching career started. So I'm curious right now, what it, what does that look like and how are you impacting uh, the next generation of volleyball players? Well, what we want to do is, is uh, uh, make camps available to every kid. You know, um, college camps have become very expensive. So our, our role, role has always been to give kids a quality experience playing the sport that, that 
I love and 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 that we want them to love and doing it at a cost that's affordable for them. Um, we've never turned a kid away who couldn't afford our camps, and and that's one of our are things that were really important because I'm not tied to NCAA rules where I, I can't adjust things. You know, and that's the big difference for us is that, you know, we, we want kids to be able to um, have the opportunity to be with their teammates. And as a former educator, I, you know, I, I know what you do is important for kids. Uh, you may never know it, but, but how it affects them and the things that, that can happen are, can be real positive. So, you know that's that's kind of our our outlook on on the camps. You know that's why we do camps at uh, the high school sites to make it easier for the high school coaches, allow more kids to attend, and do it at a cost that's about a half to a third of what the university camps cost. Yeah, what what sort of things when you're establishing these camps, and the the players who come to the camps may already have some coaching. They may be on their high school team or whatever it may be. What is it that you emphasize and come in and coach that they may not be getting normally? What are the sort of things that you focus on uh, that you see a lot of volleyball players needing some extra focus on? Well, young kids, it's always the same. It's fundamental work. You know, it's it's learning to control the ball. Um, but we want to be able to coach kids that, that have both a high level and a low level so that when a coach says we want you to come in, we can divide the kids into a couple of skill levels to allow the older kids to do things that are more advanced and at the same time have that younger group that they're not ready for maybe some of the drills that the older kids can do and, and allow them to be successful. But, you know, what we, what we always tell the coaches is we want kids walking away going, Volleyball is number one. You know, it, uh, you know, I love the sport. I want to play it in high school. You know, the incoming ninth graders, the kids that haven't played as much. And that's one of the reasons why when the women come in, we use female coaches because we want great role models for the kids. And when, when our coaches hit a bar, when they demonstrate, there's an ooh-ah factor, you know, uh, of them sharing things with the kids. And, and we, want, we just want them to love the sport and, and uh, have, a, have a great experience. You get a lot of former collegiate players, players who have played overseas, to come in and help coach these camps with you. What what sort of coaches have you gotten, and have there been any Oregon State players who have come and worked with you? Oh yeah, there there have been a number, uh, and uh, it's you know the, the idea was to use um, ex collegiate players because we want players that have been a number of camps, uh, you know, and and. Kids, players are better coaches when they're seniors or when they're out of college uh, than they were when they were freshmen in college. And there's an age difference, but, you know, it, it's, they understand progressions. They understand, you know, having gone through the college experience, having worked their own college camps for their, for their university of coach, for their university coaches, uh, makes a big difference in their, um, abilities. Um, you know, we've had several national players of the year work with us, um, you know, that, um, you know, a lot of All-Americans, a lot of national team players, you know, and a lot of players that play overseas and continue their success. But, you know, what we want are, are women that are great with the kids and that are, you know, that are good coaches, um, not, just, not just great players, but good with the kids as well. Yeah. Have you had any 
I don't know if success stories is the right word, but now that you've had All-American Volleyball Camps for 29 years, a lot of the kids who you may have worked with near the start are you know, now well beyond whatever college career they may have had or even if they didn't play volleyball in college. So have there been any stories of volleyball players you remember being at your camp and then they go on to do big things, whether in volleyball or other things you know, that, that have been kind of cool to see? Obviously, oftentimes you're only working with them a couple of days maybe, so you're not as invested as the high school coaches seem over the course of years but are there any stories that you tend to think of of players who have uh, come to your camps well we've had we've had a number of, of players who've come to our camps and they become high school coaches and they come back to us and go hey i had your camp when i was in high school and would you know and we want to have you guys back you know i had a great experience with volleyball um you know, a lot of the, the coaches that work with us have, got, have gone on to be college coaches and and the players are assistant coaches and head coaches at the university level, and that's that's been exciting as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool to hear. Let's go back to the start of how All-American All Volleyball Camps began, um, even the start of your volleyball coaching career. You were telling me briefly, I don't know the full story, you just mentioned the teaser of it, so I want to hear the full story. You said Ralph Miller helped you get your first coaching gig in some way or another. How, <laughs> how did you get to know Ralph Miller, and how did he help you in that area? Well, when I was at Oregon State, I was a PE major, Took Coach Miller's basketball class and loved loved sports and and you know kind of got involved with with got involved with the club volleyball team. But that was kind of the first year that women's sports had come in, and I was finishing up a, a, my fifth year of, of school and I had a few classes left, and I ended up uh, being kind of a fifth year assistant with the volleyball team, helping out with with them um, during that first year and. And um, I also started working Coach Miller's basketball camps. And I was one of the, I think, two undergrads that worked the camps. And I had, like, the lowest group of kids. But I got to coach Coach Miller's granddaughter. I got to coach Jimmy Anderson's daughter. And, you know, and got to know them uh, through the camps. And I went in and asked Coach Miller if, uh, when I graduated uh, if I could get a recommendation for a job at Washington Monroe High School um, that had a volleyball opening. And, and uh, he gave me this uh, simple answer. He said, Steve, in Oregon, I'm God, and my recommendation will mean a lot. <laughs> but don't, don't screw it up because uh, once you have a record, it doesn't matter what I say. You know, I can help you get your first job, but, but if you don't do well, it doesn't matter what I say after that because you have a paper trail that shows your success or failure. And uh, so he helped me get my first job at Washington Monroe, and uh, I was there one season. We did well, won one league championship, and the University of Portland job opened up and right at the last minute and timing was kind of everything and it was a part-time position and you know very few applicants i applied got the job and you know kind of moved forward from there with my collegiate career that's a fascinating story about Ralph Miller. I've heard some stories about uh, the way he would interact and the type of coach he was. That interaction you had with him in Oregon, I, I'm God. That, that's a sense of bravado and, and braggadocio that, I, I don't know, was he like that day to day? No, he, you know what? Uh, in his class, I still remember these things. You know, taking his class, he says, okay, um, what I tell you is correct 
about basketball because he hated the bounce pass. He says, if you put down a bounce pass in this, it'll be incorrect because what I say is correct. And when you've won 400 games and you can, you know, you can argue the case. Hmm. Um, so, it, you know, it, it was interesting that way. Oh, he was a great, you know, I really appreciated him and I enjoyed watching him coach and, and, you know, coaching his daughter um, at Oregon State, she was on the volleyball team, but she was the only three sport athlete at the time. She played tennis, uh, played in the basketball team and played on the, uh, on the volleyball team. And so, no, I, you know, it was nice getting to know him. Uh, and, and yeah, you know, he's, he, he was a tough coach, but, you know, very successful. Yeah, Shannon Miller was an impressive athlete, Ralph's uh, daughter, right? And then you were also coaching with Jimmy, coaching Jimmy Anderson's daughter. I actually had Felicia Anderson on this podcast. She was a swimmer at Oregon State, Jimmy Anderson's granddaughter. So we're going through all the generations of <laughs> Ralph and Jimmy's family and getting them involved. Oh. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, the, the staff is great. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed, you know, working the basketball camp because the basketball was the thing that I loved. But, I, you know, one of the reasons I, I, when I looked at volleyball and women's sports, you know, at the time I go, yeah, I want to be a head coach. And I look and I go, gosh, it could take a long time to become a head coach. And being young, you know, you want to get things done right away. Hey, women's sports is the place that maybe, you know, I can get going right away. And, uh, you know, and that happened within, you know, two years of graduation, um, but it, you know, it, it's, it's a growing process, but uh, yeah, I, you know, basketball was always the thing that I enjoyed and, uh, and volleyball is something I became that I grew to love, you know, as I started getting involved with it. Well, let's one more question about your time at, at Oregon state, and then we'll finish up with some, uh, a question or two about, uh, you know, life since then life lessons learned since, since college. Um, you were, you tell, you told me briefly that when you were, you played volleyball at Oregon state, granted a club sport, but still playing some volleyball at OSU. And you were telling me the, uh, the practice schedule was not exactly the most conducive or the most <laughs> normal. Uh, what, what were your practice times when you were playing at Oregon state? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, the rec center was being built. It wasn't completed at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, we practiced in length and up in the up, upstairs gym that they use for physical education. Um, and, or in the, and we practiced from, what, 11 to 1 a.m., 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. We had that time slot. So after intramurals was done at 11, we could come in and set up the courts. So <laughs> it, it was uh, it was challenging to say the least. But uh, you know, you did what you you know when you're when you're 20 years old or 19 years old. You know, one o'clock and 12 o'clock isn't that late. It, it seems like at times. <laughs> Midnight club volleyball practices. Uh, I love it. Um, so after you you. You coach some at Oregon State, your assistant coach, go on to be a head coach at Portland, you go to Tennessee, you go to Ohio State. As far as your career and where it's taking you, both in and outside of volleyball, I always like to, to close conversations on this podcast asking about life lessons learned since college, how you've changed as a person, and the sort of things that you're really glad that you know now that you didn't necessarily know back then. So it may be tough to, to summarize over the last you know 40 years or so since you graduated finishing out Oregon State in the, in the early 80s. But what stands out to you about how you are a different Steve Pickering now than you were in the early 80s and what you've learned as a person that's helped you in your career and beyond? Um. Well, running a business, I've become very much more organized. <laughs> uh, 
and learning to do the things that I like to do. And if there's something that I'm not really good at or not, finding somebody who can do it, can do it well for me. Um, but more importantly, I, I think the big thing was, was in, you know, the same thing with recruiting is that, you know, you, you go about and you go, hey, this is what we are. Here's what we have to offer. And, you know, and if you can't see the value in that, that's okay. You know, it's, 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 you've got choices. And that's what I learned in recruiting is that, you know, when I was at Ohio State, you know, I learned that, you know, if somebody couldn't see the value of coming to play at Ohio State, then, you know, that's not my issue. You know, there are other players, and yeah, it's disappointing maybe that that person didn't come, but, you know, you never want to drag somebody kicking and screaming. Same thing in business. I think, you know, you, you present, this is what we do, and, and then, you know, you always do, you, you under-promise, under-promise and over-deliver. Make sure that you never promise more than what you can give. And, uh, you know, I think that's why the, the camp's business has grown because, you know, we want to give kids a great experience, and and we've been doing this a long time. And, and uh, you, know, we, we, you know, I want people to understand, you know, Aaron, who works with me and myself, you know, we're people of our word. If we say this is going to happen, it'll happen. And that's that's been, I think, in business the thing that I've, I've learned the most yeah. over the years. One final question. I, I want to, to ask this in large part because I've been doing a lot of volleyball research this week, trying to learn the sport a lot because I'll be doing some play-by-play for Oregon State Volleyball for uh, Pac-12.com. I'll be doing a few matches this season, including tomorrow's USC match. Uh, people will listen to this early next week, so those matches will have already happened. But I'll be doing some some volleyball matches, and I'm curious, just from your background in volleyball, and I, I just asked how life has changed for you over 40 years, what about the sport of volleyball compared to when you were coaching at Oregon State and how, at the high school and college level, how the sport looks different from, from the player's skill to the rules, the emphasis? How has volleyball as a sport changed and, and looks different if you just went to a match today compared to going to a match back then how would that look different in those uh, few decades in between? <laughs> well there's been huge changes so so when i was at ohio state um the year you know we won a couple big 10 championships but we only had one player that was over six foot on our team wow and um everybody's like five ten five eleven quick could pass the ball now you have kids that are six two to six six and a couple players, six, seven in the country playing who are exceptional athletes. And, you know, in every team, if you look at their rosters, you know, in just a generation, it's, you know, the size and, and, and athleticism of the players has changed tremendously. Uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, the rules have changed uh, because we used to play five out ball where you only got a point when you serve the ball, where now, you know, a team gets a point whether you're serving or not. Mm. And that's that's one of the things. The let serve, you know, if the ball hits the net, uh, is side out. Now, if the ball hits the net and rolls over, it's a live ball. Right. So those those two things have changed, and then you know, and then that's that's been you know, again, I think for television because they want to to bring the game down. We had matches that were, you know, three and a half hours, uh, a couple of matches like that, and you could never tell how long the match was going to be. Where now. You know that matches in general are this long, um, and we used to play to fifteen inside out and with no limit on points. And now it's you know it's you know you're set at twenty five, and and so that that's changed as well. So um, 
a lot of changes, but but more more importantly, yeah, the athletes are bigger and stronger, and and it's you know the game's a little in some places a little faster now, but uh, uh, you know it's just great to see the women's sport evolve. I mean, the play, you know, and the number of, of great players are there. Uh, that you know where it used to be a handful of great players, now there's all over the country, and that's because of the development of club teams and other, you know, around the country. A number of high school kids and, and junior high kids that are playing ball. So. Yeah, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. There's always been, you know, good female athletes. There's been the Carol Menkins of the world, but maybe if Carol grew up today, maybe she would have been a volleyball player at Oregon State. Sometimes that's how, that's how it changes. So that's, that's, uh, that's cool to hear and, and to get your expertise on that. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for your time. Best of luck going forward with All-American Volleyball Camps. If anyone wants to check that out, you can look up that online, All-American Volleyball Camps with Steve Pickering, and uh, check them out. Steve, thanks so much for your time and coming on the podcast today. Thanks, Josh. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Steve Pickering. What an interesting interaction with Ralph Miller and also fascinating to see how his volleyball career unfolded into his job now. I had mentioned to him how I was doing play-by-play for Oregon State Volleyball this winter on all of their broadcasts that will be on uh, the live stream that's on osubeavers.com and on pac12.com. And uh, when I talked to him, it was the day before that home opener match. And now as I'm recording this outro on Saturday, uh, it was the day after. And gosh, that was a lot of fun, Oregon State playing USC on Friday night. And Oregon State had been 1-20 and against the Trojans in their last 21 matches. And they beat USC in four sets. And a really fun match to call. And uh, I had a lot of fun. It was the first volleyball match I had ever broadcasted. But it went well, went pretty smoothly. I don't think I made a fool of myself, at least not too much. Uh, you can you can listen and, and check it out the next time. I'll do another one tomorrow by the time you're listening to this. Uh, it's Sunday, so I'll upload this on Monday. But there'll be every home match for the most part for Oregon State other than the ones that actually get on the Pac-12 network. You can watch them on the online stream for free. Even if you don't have the Pac-12 network, just go onto the OSU Beaver site and watch all the Oregon State volleyball matches and, and hear me broadcast them and hopefully do a good job while I'm at it. Thanks again for Steve Pickering joining the podcast. Last thing I'll say also, a local nonprofit that I like to sponsor is Old Mill Center. They do a lot of great work helping families and kids in need right here in Corvallis and the surrounding area, whether it's counseling, therapy, daycare sort of stuff and other resources. Sources, Old Mill Center is a really great local nonprofit. I'll put their link in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in to the Beaver Tales podcast. I've got some pretty big time guests lined up uh, for and near episode 100 coming up on this podcast. So stay tuned for those episodes coming up. I'm Josh Warden. Until next time, have a great day, everybody, and go Beavs. <laughs>